Today's episode of the RiderFlex podcast is sponsored by our friends at Colorado Startups. Their mission is to connect startups with needed capital and talent to build industry-changing companies in Colorado. They are the largest online community of founders in the state and a great resource for local entrepreneurs building a big company. We haven't done that yet, uh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past us if it came up, if the opportunity came up. So, all right, cool. You guys ready to roll? Yeah. Yes, sir. Marquez and Andrea. Yep. Marquez and Andrea on the Rider Flex podcast. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Good. Doing great. Can't complain. I appreciate you being here. Really cool story. I. I studied you last night. I, I watched some stuff on YouTube this morning while I was on the treadmill, getting ready for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Craving a donut while you're working out. Uh, I didn't have a donut this morning, but uh, now that I've seen your, your products, I'm hoping that I get like a little complimentary basket on my porch after this, maybe a week oh, or so. It's in the mail already. Really cool story. Why don't you tell us about you personally before we get into the business? Maybe yeah. Andrea, Andrea, you want to start maybe and give us like a, how about a little personal background, like a little bit about you guys, family stuff, and then maybe roll it into how you met all the personal juicy stuff before we get into business. Sure. Um, so I grew up in Nebraska, was born and raised a Husker, um, went to the University of Nebraska and um, kind of traveled around after that. I did some work and lived out on the East Coast for a while wow. and worked mostly in social work. So not, a, not much uh, pertaining to food, however, really started to kind of gain that um, motivated sort of self-employed uh, work ethic, which kind of played into our future um, as small business owners, but ended up out in California and met Marquez when I was working at a tech startup there in Silicon Valley. Oh, and um, yeah. That's how, that's so, where the, so that's where the startup juice came from. Is that, is that where the entrepreneurial startup juice kind of, kind of hit you when you got to California or was it already there? Um, you know, my dad is self-employed. And so I think that I always saw him, you know, trying to manage his time and working really hard. And um, I was really open to the possibility of, you know, starting our own business, but really the true entrepreneur at heart is this guy. So. Uh, uh, okay. So your dad, but your, but your dad owned his own business. Yes. He's a realtor and, and does, you know, new construction and development. So I definitely saw the hours and hours, not having enough hours in the day uh, throughout my childhood and sort of learned what it was like to run your own business. Uh, were you the only child or did you have siblings? I have one sister. She and I are only 18 months apart. So she and I are very close. Um, she also, she actually is the reason that I went out to California. She was living in Berkeley and um, she and my brother-in-law were both deep in, you know, tech startup land. And they said, there's a lot of opportunity here. So come on out. And then I ended up meeting this guy. So. <laughs> ah, I see. Okay. I was wondering when I saw your LinkedIn profile, I thought, oh, she went to school in Nebraska, but somehow she ended up in Jersey and yep. then California. So I appreciate you walking me through that. Okay. Very sure. good. All right. So, and then, then what happened? You walked into the office, you saw Mar Marquez and you're like, oh. <laughs> tell us Marquez. Well, so i will say yeah we actually met online mm -hmm. so oh that's, that's yeah we're one of those like e right. success stories are you serious yeah yeah well we're not like part of them but we we met online 
Yeah, we we're hoping for a sponsorship, but yeah. it's so common these days. I don't know if we're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So you met online. Okay, so what happened? Were you scrolling with your thumb and you you see Andrea? You're like, oh, she's all right. Yeah, I want to talk to her. Well, that's the point of like uh, I guess eHarmony is a little bit different. They they match you with certain people. I, oh, that's like right. Only three or five a day. I forget what it is, but that's, yeah. that's right. It's not Tinder. I mean, it's not Tinder. Yeah, not, that exactly. I, not that I, not that I know what that is, but it's somebody. <laughs> oh, <told> okay. <laughs> <laughs> this was pre-Tinder. <laughs> well, okay. So you guys meet online and then walk us through it. Walk us through it a little bit. Like uh, you're working separate places in California. You meet online. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, so my background is in the medical field. Um, I'm born and raised in Northern California. Yeah, give um, us some personal. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I grew up in Vallejo, California. Um, probably not the most, uh, not the nicest area to grow up in. So I had a kind of a pretty challenging upbringing um, and okay. really had to, to learn how to uh, work really hard and learn from my father that, that you know, my he was a single father. Um, so worked really hard. And I, that's where I kind of got my determination and, and work ethic from my father growing up. Um, but anyways, long story short, went to college uh, initially to play basketball, actually. Really? Um, are you tall? The, are, are you a tall guy? Well, so I played center. I'm 5'5". Five five. Um, <laughs> so I played point guard. I played for Dominican University. It's a division two. Uh, oh, Northern really? How, how about that? All right, you went on yeah. scholarship then, huh? A partial scholarship. Um, all right, all right. Yeah, it went to school. Anyways, they had a good nursing program. Uh, and I said, Hey, look, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, let me, let me go into that. So fast forward a few years later. Um, I, uh, I'm a respiratory therapist, uh, wow. as well as a, a nurse. So I have both licenses. Um, I've been wow. a, an RT now for going on 11, 12 years. Um, but now like I can tell everyone I sell donuts. So, <laughs> so, so you thought you wanted to be a nurse though for a living. Yeah, I wanted to be an anesthesia nurse and I was kind of working my way towards that met Andrea. Uh, and then what happened was we were at the gym, we loved to kind of, you know, work out together. And, and um, so I was at the gym, literally, I was on my on the bike doing cardio, scrolling through Instagram, and uh, I follow a bunch of athletes and foodies. And then this random idea popped up of making healthy donuts and shipping it to bodybuilders. What are you, um, are you, are, I, I'm, I'm having this vision, are you guys like on the, on the bikes, and you're like, right next to each other, you're riding the, the bike, and you're leaning over like, hey, I got this idea. Like, is that pretty, how she was on the treadmill, and yeah, I was on the bike, close. like, literally, that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. And this idea <laughs> popped up. And when I got done, I ran out over her. And I said, Hey, look, I have this crazy idea. Um, and, and just take a step back. I've always known that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, but my goal was to um, have a, a stable foundation, um, a solid background and, and be able to fund any startup that I wanted. Um, and that's why I wanted to be an anesthesia nurse. And I was working my way through that. Um, okay, so, so that was the plan early on. You're like, I'm going to be a nurse, I'm going to do this to pay the bills. But eventually, I want to start my own thing. You had that plan from the beginning. Oh, yeah. For sure. And where'd that, where'd that bug come from? Was that from your father? Was he an entrepreneur or where'd you get uh, that? No, you know what? Um, that just kind of grew within me as, you know, being able to in learning that, Hey, here in, in America, you can, anything you want to do, essentially, you know, you can do it as long as you work hard and you know, you can okay. do whatever you want. And um, okay. I always knew growing up that I wanted to take care of my family um, and be able to, uh, you know, provide for my family. Okay. And okay. I was wondering, Okay, got it. So now, now before this idea in the gym, when you run over to Andrea, had you was there other ideas? Had you started anything else before? Did you have any other experience at being a startup founder? 
Um, yes and no. I would say maybe some of it stemmed off of my first job when I was in college. I worked at a pizza place. It was a family-owned business. Um, I was like, at some point, I was like, hey, maybe I can open up one of my own pizza places like this. Um, oh. And that might have that might have lit the fire uh, in okay. me. Okay. Okay. Um, but it came out later. Yeah. All right. So you go over to her in the gym and walk me through the rest of it now. Go for it. So um, I, I tell her, I pitch her this idea and she, she looks at me and she goes, yeah, sure. And <laughs> she's like, cool. I think it, it sounds yeah. good to me. Sure, uh, honey. Sure, honey. Well, at that time, we were dating. Okay. Basically, basically. So we're, at, we're dating at that time. Living together? Are you living together yet or, or no? Is that too personal? We weren't, no, we weren't living together. I actually had this shoebox apartment because it was, you know, it's Redwood City, California. Um, okay. So I had this little teeny apartment and that's, I said, well, I have a small stove top and, you know, <laughs> we can try to make something work. So literally the next day we went and bought a bunch of ingredients and we started to experiment in my 600 square foot apartment. It's like 400 square foot. Oh, 400. <laughs> now, are, are, are either one of you calling your moms and like, how do I make this? Are you, are you, are you a natural? cook well i mean i looked at it as a chemistry project um so i kind of i went on youtube found some like generic recipes and then researched all these different ingredients and then we started you know playing with them and and, and you're and, you're both working your full-time job and you're doing this at night and on the weekends messing around with this yeah plus is a yep. chance for you to get closer as a couple because you're in that tiny little kitchen you know shoulder to shoulder <laughs> making these foods well, right okay. i mean literally you could probably sit at the edge of her bed and touch the stovetop <laughs> it was like that and so at first are you thinking this could be something or you're like oh this is fun i don't know we'll see i i think he you know thought the first i thought the latter like oh this is something cute and fun we can do together maybe it'll be a hobby on the weekends uh, but very quickly, I learned that he was really serious about it. <laughs> well, I didn't think it would. I really didn't think it would take off to the extent it did initially. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually working two jobs at the time. I was working as a nurse and a respiratory therapist, both jobs, um, at both different. Anyways, um, so I was working both, and I was, you know, it turned out to be, hey, look, you know, maybe we could do it on the weekends. We'll make some extra cash. You know, we'll have fun. Your friends were like, hey, let's go out tonight. And you guys are like, no, we have to make the donuts. Yeah. Make the oh, donuts. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and then, yeah, that was one of the hardest parts is sort of you learn that you can't, if you want to start a business, you really can't have it all. You have to sacrifice for your social life. That's just the way it goes. People just have no idea what the sacrifice level is for startup until you actually do it, right? I don't care how many right. podcasts they listen to. I don't care how many books they read oh, geez, until, yeah. you, until you live it. You just don't really understand. <laughs> okay, so did you go on social media and did you try to get a following before you even had product to sell or did the social media come afterwards? I'm always curious about that part on whether or not you tried to get an early following. Yeah, so that's really important. And that's kind of how we got to this point today. So or how we launched the business. So as we were making samples and it, things got a little bit serious, we rented a kitchen. Um, we started our Instagram and, and social media is so different five years ago five and a half years ago That's than it is today influencers didn't know they were influencers back then <laughs> um and it, it seriously so different back then the algorithm with instagram all at facebook all of that was very different so we started our instagram we um number one we wanted is two things we wanted to start to grow our following um immediately before we even launched the business we wanted people to get excited about this new product this new idea and then we wanted feedback from um, bodybuilders. So we sent our product, we reached out to all these bodybuilders 
and we reached out to people that had 5,000 followers, 10,000, um, and got responses back and said, Hey, like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'll, I'll try your product. I'll get feedback. And, um, we sent five, 10, five, 10 packages out first month and then sent some more and then got feedback, improved the product. Um, and over the course of three months, we, we, before we even made our Instagram account live or more so, um, public we had about 5,000 followers because we had all these influencers or athletes um talk about this new product they're trying out and they would wow. give our we had people that like were requesting to follow us and then we set a date to hey look we're gonna make our, our instagram live and when we made it live we instantly had five ten thousand people following us oh fantastic great idea now were you selling product at that time were you already selling no. product no. Wow. So no. you, so wow. How, now there, there's a lesson for the listeners. Let's just take a pause right there. They got their social media following going before they even announced their Instagram page or made a big deal about it. And they weren't even selling product yet. Get a following on social media. If you have some sort of product business, wh whether it's food or, or, or CPG or whatever. So critical. Great job on that. Great, great move. So, so who was, who was managing the social media, Andrea? We, who was the social media Captain. Marquez's. Yeah, 100, 100%. I can't look at my phone that much. It gives me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got your social media going, you're, you're perfecting your ingredients, you're getting a fan base. You're starting to think, damn, we got people following us here like this could do something. Okay, walk me in Andrea, walk me into the next phase, like walk me into revenue phase. The first time somebody said, I want to buy your product and you sold something, you got your first check. Well, we got to, wow. before you get into that, yeah. we got engaged. Oh, <laughs> that happened in there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We got to throw that in there. Yeah. We, we actually got engaged. Um, we were in Hawaii when we launched our store and opened our Instagram. So we got engaged two days before that. And then I remember sitting in this Airbnb, looking out at the beach and we're like watching our phone, just bling, 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 bling. Like all really? these people. Yeah. It was, it was surreal. That's it was, it was cool. a real experience. Now, did you plan that out, Marquez? Did you plan that out? Like I, well, every, you, every piece of it. Yeah, for sure. I, will you marry me? Like kneeling down on the beach in Hawaii, like the whole thing. Yep. And then two days later, all right, we started this business. We're all in it together now. There's no going back. <laughs> oh, you said. Wow. Wow. That's Talk pretty cool. Tip, the tip yeah. for your listeners, you know, get the, get a ring on it and then, you know, <laughs> let her know you're, you're going into this for good. <laughs> now you didn't quit your jobs yet. Did you? No. Um, oh, okay. No, we shortly, very shortly thereafter, Marquez um, quit his job at the hospital. And yeah. then um, a year later, I was able to kind of go part time with my job. So you're in Hawaii, you propose, you launch your business. Now, when you say you, you heard the, the social media, the social media bell, you know, ding, 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 are those sales or are those likes or followers? Or what was that at the time? It started out as followers because we just opened, um, but I believe, did we open the store the same day we opened our Instagram? No. I so we, we did after. something where we wanted to generate hype and then also mm -hmm. control like how much we can sell and keep up with it. So we, I mean, it, we started like, anyway, so what we did was we said, Hey, we're opening our Instagram. We're going to start to take orders on this day. And that was about two weeks later. Okay. So we started telling everyone for two weeks, Hey, we're going to open up our store on Thursday at 8 a.m. And, um, so we started doing that. Um, we started letting everyone know, sending packages to influencers or bodybuilders at that time. And Thursday, 8am we're opening the store Thursday, 8am. Um, so then two weeks later we opened the store at 8am and 
we actually got like 10, 15 orders that day. And we're like, wow, look at this. We just made a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> okay. So 10, 15 orders your first day. And were you still working your other job, Marquez? Yeah. Were you still working? Okay. Yes. Yep. So we were doing that. And then, so to quickly walk you through the next maybe six to eight weeks, yeah. we would do the same thing. We would take orders every Thursday and then we'd make those orders on Sunday all day, ship them on Monday uh, and then open the store back up on Thursday that life right there is exactly why your website website is built like it is with the little tick bar that says when when will we launch our products next or when will we ship next that came yep. from that from that early life okay yes. that actually wondering. that's been on there since day one actually i figured that's what i had something to do with that okay very good all right let's 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 fast forward a little bit here to the day you decide to quit your job i'm curious about that was that a little a little scary and what were you doing in revenue so at that time um so we, we did it in steps, right? So we didn't just quit one day. Um, I went from working two jobs to working one job to then um, going part-time and then per diem um, and then no more hospital. Or I, you know, I still did it every, every once in a while because it's a passion of mine and I didn't want to lose my skills. And okay. um, I was able to work once every two months or something like that. But oh, okay. um, I would say we, from week one to week four, you know, it went from 15 orders to 30 orders to 40 orders to 60 orders. Uh, and then one morning, um, you know, after kind of getting that, that out there, we t opened the store and we had like 60, 70 orders within the first hour. And, uh, like, and oh, then that's oh, taking oh, oh, work actually uh, <laughs> in the morning. And all these orders, kept, I said, oh, I might, you know, that we might actually have something here and let me, you know, maybe I'll put nursing on hold and I'll still do respiratory therapy and then um, because you're still you're still making the product from your kitchen at that time. We were renting a, a commercial, commercial kitchen. kitchen. You were renting a commercial kitchen at that time. Okay, but still, that's the moment. The, the moment you got like sixty orders in the first hour, you're like, oh shit. Okay, yeah, this could be something. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then it got to a point that next week, hey, we can only make two thousand donuts on a Sunday. We have to limit how much we're selling. Ah. So eventually, we got to a point two months later where we put, we we try to you know get as many friends and family to help us out in the kitchen start early and late and that's all we can make and we put all of our inventory up on thursday and then we sell out eight hours and then six hours and then two hours and then one hour um and then to fast forward and we started looking for a co-packer um so did you have any did you even know what a co-packer was at the time where you're like co-packer oh, what's not. that <laughs> yeah. thank god for the internet yeah <laughs> And now you are a co-packer yourself, I saw on your website, but we'll yeah. get into that in a second. Okay, so yeah. you start looking for a co-packer. All right, wow, now you're moving along. Okay, was it, was it, you bootstrapped it, right? Like you didn't raise any cash, it's total bootstrap yourself. Yep. Yeah, we didn't get, I mean, we didn't even have a credit card for the business for the first, I don't know, <laughs> six months. We were, I was, we were so scared. We were like, okay, we've got to just, you know, make this work. And so we were very conservative in the beginning. What about uh, all the health, the health rules and the F FDA and all these other things when you were like shipping those cookies from your personal kitchen? What about all that? We don't want to yeah. talk about. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did. We did complied. We yeah. complied. We're not going to get in trouble because we did. We made okay, sure okay. we went to a commercial kitchen. We got what we needed to all right. to do. So yeah, we shipped from our home, but once we started selling them, we made sure that we were in a kitchen, so everything was sanitary. <laughs> okay. When when did Andrea? quit her job 
I, it was in April of, was it the first year of business? I think so. It was like at our one year, one year mark of being a business because after about six months, I went part-time with my job. And then at a year I put in my resignation and we were all in. Now, see, I just want to take a pause for the listeners. So many of our listeners, they're always like, how'd they do that? How'd they get there? How'd they get to the scary parts? Well, if you really listen to their story, you know, first Marquez went back to one job and then to part-time and then quit. And then Andrea kept her job and then went part-time and then quit. You did it in stages and you bootstrapped, right? The whole thing. So you didn't have to raise cash from the beginning. You started selling it out of your house. I mean, this is the classic story of how you really should build it instead of coming up with an idea and going out to San Francisco and thinking somebody's going to write you a check for $10 million because it usually doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's so, that's so true. Andrea, for the listeners that have no idea what we're talking about, and I want to get into the shark tank and the bankruptcy and stuff like that, but for the listeners that have no idea what we're talking about right now, just give us the three minute elevator pitch for, for what the dough bar is. Just give us a nice, a nice overview. Go for it. Sure. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Okay. Um, no, so what we sell at the dough bar, um, initially our first product was protein donuts. So if you'd rather have something sweet and tasty with protein in it than a shake after the gym or a protein bar that's dry and doesn't taste good, what we offer you are baked protein treats. So not only donuts, but now we have monkey bread, we have whoopie pies, we give you an alternative um, to be able to enjoy the sweet, sweet treats that you traditionally would love, but get that added protein in there. So it's a great alternative to your sugary, your sugary, you know, crazy treat or a really unappealing protein shake. And it's doughbardonuts.com, right? If you wanna, if you wanna get the product out, can you only order from your website, or can you order from Amazon, or anything else, or can you buy it retail? Go, give me that, Marquez. Maybe you can yeah, walk I me through that. Yeah, sure. So the the last part of that is we ship it directly to you. Mm -hmm. So you place okay. an order. Um, we'll ship your order within a couple of days, and you'll get it within two to three days after that. Um, we'll ship right to your door via um, USPS. Um, so right now we are solely just online direct to consumer. Um, okay. We have a couple of different things that we're working with with Amazon that we're hoping to launch soon. Um, Good so, for you. But at, right, at the, right now, go to our website, uh, doughbardonuts.com. That's D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T-S.com. So some people spell donuts the other way, but it's, we spell it the tr traditional way. So. Uh, okay. Thank you, for, thank you for clarifying that. If you, if you start shipping on Amazon, it could, you could triple your business overnight. Now, I realize you have to that eats into your margins, but still your volume could explode. Yeah, uh, you know, okay. You know, the first thing I do as a consumer, anytime I come across a cool product like yours, I'll check out the website and I'll be like, Oh, this is cool. And then I'll immediately look to see if it's on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want it prime too. And that's a big, that's a big deal. You know, if you yeah. can get it in two days, but so. And you don't want to do brick and mortar. You don't want to, you don't want to wholesale to retailers. We started in the beginning. So the biggest thing, the reason why um, Amazon retailers uh, um, is, is the, the perishability of our donuts. They're highly perishable. So I they're see. freshly baked and they go I bad see. within anywhere from seven to nine days, depending on what product you get. Oh, so, okay. Gotcha. Yep. So okay. it's kind of essentially made to order. We ship right away. Um, yeah. You have to put them in the freezer. Um, you know, they last a long time, but you've got to get them in the freezer in a certain amount of time. Then why not sell them in the frozen section for grocery stores? No, that's a great question. Yeah, that's something. Um, initially, right when we aired on Shark Tank, we uh, 
we had so many retailers ask us, you know, hey, like, we'll put you in the bakery section, we'll put you here. And um, we made a decision back then to uh, keep our business online, direct to consumer to I mean, yeah. keep all of our, I mean, if it wasn't broken, we said, hey, look, let's, yeah. let's try to continue this path until we can't anymore mm -hmm. um, and then explore other options. Um, okay, okay, okay. How many employees today? About 25. Wow. Not only, yeah. did you, not only did you start a business and get married and do all these fun things together, then you learned how to be CEOs and actually learned how to have employees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that adds a whole new element. Uh, well, Andre's background, background when she worked for startup was in, was in HR and recruiting. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Okay, very good. All right, so you had a little, little experience there. Yeah, you know something about that. <laughs> yes, I know a little bit about that here at Riderflex. Can you, do you want to share volume or you don't want to go into revenue volumes on the show? Maybe, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'll quickly touch on that. So, and I think it's really important too to, you know, for entrepreneurs to hear, hey, what'd you do your first year and how, what'd you do there? So from uh, June of 2015 to the end of the year, we did $80,000 in sales. That's selling one day a week um, with us kind of being strapped with product, uh, being in the kitchen. Um, and then we started with our co-packer literally in January, um, the, the year after. Were you um, super, and, were you super worried by the way the co-packer was going to mess up your food? Was that, like, oh, yeah. just, I, I want to come back to, don't, don't let me forget. I want to come back to the revenue, but right there, I just want to stop you because anybody that makes a food product, as soon as they hand that ingredients and instructions to, to a stranger, it's like, Ooh, they're going to wait a minute. Don't, don't mess, don't mess up my brand. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's a dream come true and it's your worst nightmare at the same time because it take it just mm -hmm. speeds the process up like none other but like you know like you said it's, it's out of your hands a bit at that point so you know you know how i can relate to that as a recruiting firm when riderflex first started i did all the recruiting myself and then i started handing those jobs to yes. recruiters right and i'm handing my brand to someone else going you better not mess this up yeah yeah scary. <laughs> sorry 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 marcus i got off track but go ahead on the revenue. Um, so the next year we had a co-packer and we essentially had unlimited um, inventory and we were able to pull in about uh, half a million dollars that next year. Wow. How about that? Well, then you're like, oh, well, okay, we, we got ourselves a business here. Now you're, yeah, now, that's what we both quit our jobs and, you know, we, we, we went all in and, you know, we kind of awesome. upgraded from her 400 square foot uh, studio um, and we, then we actually got married then we had a townhome and then we were actually still shipping out of our townhome for a little bit, actually, when we first started. Um, I do want to say also we had great mentors um, mm -hmm. along the way in the beginning. That's something um, that's really important. Talk to other entrepreneurs, had a great mentor, which is actually um, Andrea's, uh, her CEO, um, a classmate of her CEO. And so he was really, he was actually, uh, he was actually an investor as well. So he had uh -huh. great knowledge on, Hey, you know, what are you doing? You don't need a facility yet. Keep shipping out of your apartment. You know, you don't need to hire anyone yet. Continue. If you think you're tired, go a little bit longer, you know, and, and, and really, so he pounded that into, he's like selling t-shirts. What the hell are you doing selling t-shirts? Focus on your donuts. What the, don't, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, someone starts a business. Ooh, I want to make t-shirts and like, you know, stuff like that. Don't like continue <laughs> what you're doing make it yourself. You think you're tired. You're not tired yet. Like um, you're so right. Great advice. Good mentors are hard to, are hard to find. And once you do have them, make sure you listen, pay attention. Those are all good advice from that mentor. What, what are you going to do in revenue this year? You think? Um, so this year we're looking at probably about 1.5. Okay. Um, so okay. just to, I can quickly walk you through the year. So 
first year, 80,000, next year, half a million. The year after that was um, about 900,000. Um, then we went on Shark Tank in 2018. Um, we pulled in $2.1 million in sales that year from Shark Tank. Um, was that your then, biggest, that was your biggest year? That was oh, our yeah. biggest year. And then 2019, uh, we did about 1.3. Um, that was okay. the big move and um, talk about a roller coaster. That was probably the lowest of lows. Uh, and then now this year, we're about 30%. Uh, we're going to do a lot more than last year. So, How do you go from being on Shark Tank to doing two, to doing two million bucks and being on Shark Tank to filing bankruptcy? Walk, walk, give me the short version. So um, we, we had a lot of working capital and we said, hey, look, what are we going to do with this? How are we going to scale this business even more? Mm-hmm. Um, we're, first things first, hey, we're in Northern California. We're shipping all across the country. Uh, we said, hey, let's move a couple states over to Colorado. Um, it will help with shipping, help with taxes, cost of labor, cost of living, yep. Yep. all of that. Yep. Um, we thought bringing production in-house would be great. Um, we can control inventory, quality, all of that. So we remodeled. We went from a 2,000 square foot warehouse to a 5,100 square foot facility that had offices, a retail front. Um, we built a kitchen, um, a little bit of logistics and warehouse, um, completely gutted. It was a half a million dollar job um, and uh, construction went. And then it, construction went two months late. We had both facilities open at one time, um, bought a bunch of equipment, um, some overages, ate into our working capital really quick. We thought we needed a bridge loan, um, turned into two or three and then sales. Um, it took us a while to kind of get back on our feet and focus on what we do well. Um, we kind of lost track of that. Um, and sales started to dip a little bit and our loans started to eat us from the inside out. Uh, bummer, bummer. Now what was Barbara saying? Now wasn't Barbara your investor on Shark Tank? Yes, Barbara was our investor. Um, Barbara, we, we really loved working with Barbara. She gave us a lot of autonomy and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to work with her because she was, she always worked under the philosophy, you know, your business better than I do. Um, and she, you know, was supportive in all the decisions we made, but when we decided to move, you know, she told us this is risky and, um, it, but she left the choice to us and we were so appreciative of that. And so, you know, at the same time, she did give us her true opinion. Um, but once we made the move, you know, we had to learn our, for ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. We still feel like it was the right, the right move for the business, but it did get, you know, it set us back a lot. Mm. Well, but you're here now. Yes. Uh, when did the bankruptcy happen? Happen? Last, I think last November was when we filed for bankruptcy. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to make it. 11, and we, um, mm-hmm. it, long story short, we, we thought it was the end of the road. We actually threw the towel in. Oh, you um, did? We, we, we thought it was it. Um, we were looking at attorneys and then we somehow got connected with a great attorney, a bankruptcy attorney, grabbed the towel, threw it back in our face and said, what the hell are you guys doing? This isn't the end. You guys have a lot more left. Um, um, and a year later, we're... We're still here. We're still here. <laughs> hey, c- congratulations. You're still here. So you're still there and you're going to do how much this year? You said again, in revenue, what are you projecting? A little bit over uh, 1.5. Hey, you, you got a $1.5 million business. Yeah. You're dealing with the bankruptcy and the problems that that causes, which is a whole nother episode we could talk about, but oh, yeah. you, so you're, you're dealing with that, but you got a $1.5 million revenue stream. You're paying yourselves from it. You live in Colorado, which is by the way, a pretty cool place to live, even though we're having a bunch of fires right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you got the move done. Do you wish you hadn't done the move or are you glad you did? Oh, it's, it's 50, 50. You know? <laughs> it, it is like, we can't go back. 
Um, I do think about it like, hey, if we would have stayed in California, didn't have to, um, you know, we could have used that capital to for a big retail push or, you know, kept our co-packer. Um, you know, I don't know. There, there's a lot of what ifs, you know, but we learned a lot. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you learned, you, you learned a ton and you got the move done. No, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. You know, something something was meant for you guys to be here right now in Colorado. I don't know. Maybe you don't know what that is yet, but there's probably a reason. Um, let me ask you this. Is Barbara still involved? Does she still own a piece? What, and how much does Shark Tank own? So Shark Tank owns nothing. That's a myth. Uh, well, actually, no, it was true. So the first, I'll clarify this for people. So for the first year or two with Shark Tank, they had it in their clause that they would own two, three percent of your business if you were to go on a show. Mark Cuban hated that, didn't like it. He said, if you want me on the show, you need to get rid of it. They got rid of it. So ah, I see. Okay. The first three seasons, I believe they did that. Okay. Um, Barbara, in some way, is still a part of the business. Um, I won't go into details, um, okay. but uh, yeah, she is in, in some ways some part of the business. We still have a, a relationship with her. Um, and okay. yeah. Well, hey, you, you've, you've made it through some tough, some tough things already. I'm, I'm proud of you for making it this far. People have... People that listen to this show have just really, a lot of them have no idea how hard it is to start a business. It's even harder to start one and then go through bankruptcy and keep it going. And oh, by the way, keep your marriage going happily as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a three-year-old too now, so that keeps us really busy. Was there some times, Andrea, were there a few times? I mean, you know, not, I don't want to get too personal, but I, I'm just guessing during the bankruptcy and you got a brand new baby, you're looking at Marquez and you're like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I mean, there had to be a few minutes. There had to be a few of those. Um, well, I think, yeah, I mean, it, in regard to the business, I mean, sometimes I, we think about the healthcare field and just how stable that might right. be right. in comparison to what we're doing. Um, but we are also believers that everything happens for a reason and that we are in this place at this moment for a reason. So we're going with it and just doing the best that we can. And, and it's been that way through all the ups and the downs. Okay, very good. Well, I appreciate you sharing all that personal stuff. By the way, I didn't ask about the product a whole bunch. I want to ask you this. So it still has the same calories that a normal treat would have, but it has the protein too, or it is less calories on average. Uh, can you walk me through just a little bit of that real fast? Mm -hmm. It depends on the product. Um, okay. I think you could probably speak more to, I know for the donuts, it depends how you prepare it because what we do is we ship you the glaze and the topping in its own package. So that way you can warm up the donut plain, which it does come with the donut hole too. So we think that's kind of a fun Okay. signature part of what we do um, and then we give you all the nutritional facts for the glaze and topping separately so folks can decide how much or how little they want to add um, the donut itself though i mean it has four grams of sugar it's it's very you know it's much lower calorie and there's much less fat because it's not fried so yeah it's very it's comparable to um a typical protein bar mm -hmm. um, with with the macros and everything and I, hope it started, I, hope, I hope it tastes better in a protein bar it, well, that's the thing. It does. You know, if we put a protein bar in front of you versus one or two of our donuts, what would you choose? That's yeah. that's really, if you're looking at this like, hey, cool, I'm going to eat a regular donut. No, it's, you know, you're going to set yourself up for fail. Although there's people that just can't have high fat, oily foods mm -hmm. um, like donuts, like fried donuts. They'll have our donuts and it's like, hey, this is great. I can, I can actually have this and feel good after because I can't have the oily, greasy fried donuts. 
Very good. I appreciate it. Uh, you, you going into some detail on the product. I'll have to try some for sure. I'll make sure yeah. I send you my, my, my mailing address afterwards. <laughs> try some. So I know we're almost out of time. We booked an hour here. Let me ask two more questions. Uh, one for each of you. Let's see, Andrea, let's start with you. If you had to define your core purpose in life, outside of your son and husband so away from family mm -hmm. what what is your core purpose right now oh that's actually oh you got me hard-hitting question no i would say just love god and love others period you know we need more of that we, we, we need more of that right now don't we yeah yeah that's <laughs> right it. it's so interesting you say that i just went on a nice little family deal a month ago with my uh, with my kids and I have two stepchildren and two of my own but anyway my stepdaughter she told me she goes you know she goes I just want to spread love and joy and I just want to make sure everybody's happy and I, look, and I looked at her and I said man we need a lot more of that right now in this country a lot more of that <laughs> definitely definitely preach right I was like wow that's pretty cool did I raise you that's cool I'm glad you said that <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marquez, how about you? I got a question for you here. If you could go back now and talk to yourself at 18 years old, mm -hmm. before you went to school, maybe you're graduating high school, right before you went to college, what would you tell that young man now, knowing what you know? I, I'm a believer of like, you know, whatever, you know, what, uh, I wouldn't be who I am today with, without going through what I've been through before. Okay. Um, after high school, I really learned how to grind even more since I was on my own. Um, I, I would tell him, I don't know what I, I would tell him just to continue to keep doing whatever. Cause I, I know I, what I did back then was uh, it made me who I am today. If I didn't go through what I went through back then, I wouldn't be, we probably wouldn't be here. I might not have met Andrea. Um, I probably wouldn't have been in the medical field. I might've been working retail like I was doing in college. And, um, but uh, yeah, I would just say, um, um, continue to work hard, um, and keep the, your, your, um, keep the, what's the saying? Keep the faith. Marquez isn't one for role play. Yeah, I, I'm I, an actress. Okay. <laughs> no, like I had a goal, right? So I had a goal of being able to take care of my family. And uh, I would tell myself, you know, just keep that in mind and, and work even harder um, and strive for that because it, it will, it will come true. Um, yeah. And hard work the, pays off. You're the only guy I've ever met that sells treats for a living, but can also save lives. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely done CPR a number of times. That's pretty cool. You guys have a great story. Thank you so much for being on the Rider Flex podcast. Thank you. Thank you. We had a great I, yeah. time. This is one of the more fun podcasts we've been on. So it's great. I appreciate it. If you think today's tip or guest interview can help someone you know, please share this with them. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our channel and hit the like button. If you're listening on YouTube, don't forget to hit that little bell next to the subscribe button so you can be notified when we release a new episode. Our show features entrepreneurs, business executives, and the stories behind how they got there, as well as daily tips on career advice and job interviews. 
You can visit riderflex.com to learn more about us and get information on the recruiting and consulting services we provide. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.